Don Ennis is the managing editor of Outsports and hosts Rise Up with Don Ennis and co-hosts the Transporter Room podcast, writes a column for Forbes magazine. Don, welcome to the program. You know, there's so much uh, misinformation and this issue now, and, and you've been writing about it so cogently and you have for a very Thank long you. time, um, this issue about... Uh, Trans girls and sports is the new, um, you know, target for uh, the Republicans and Donald Trump. Uh, trans bathroom bills were when it came to trans people. Now it's attacking uh, kids. And, you know, they thrive on the misinformation. People, even people who might be supportive, uh, don't really have enough Im- information. And they think that, well, maybe it is unfair for um, transgender girls to be in sports with other girls because they might have an advantage. And you hear this all the time. And you really cut through that uh, so well. <laughs> and I really well, think you. it's important You're for us time. to just keep um, keep talking about it. So Donald Trump gave that speech at the Conservative Politi- Political Action Conference, and he said, uh, you know, young girls and women are incest that they now have to be forced to compete against those who are, quote unquote, I'm using their term because it's their derogatory term, biological males. And, you know, it, it, it sits with a lot of people and that's what they're trying to do. Talk about what they're trying to do and talk about what the truth is. Well, let me start by saying that, first of all, I'm a parent. I'm a dad who does the job of mom. I am uh, raising three kids, and I want my kids to be the best at everything. And I want them to win in everything they do. And I understand. Every parent wants to see their kids succeed. But I also have taught my kids since they were very little that life isn't fair. Some things just aren't fair. They're not always going to win. And sometimes, and I've said this to college students I teach as well, I learn more from losing and for making mistakes than I've ever learned from things I did right or, or won. So there are important lessons to competition here that I, I want parents to consider. First of all, I think a lot of the reasons that we have these problems are not everybody knows someone trans, but you may know someone else who knows someone trans. Also, I can see that people look at a transgender athlete, especially if they're a teenager, and they may say, well, I can tell that that is a person who was presumed to be male at birth. And we do so many judgments based on what we think we know or what we, what we see. And a high school level education of biology doesn't really answer all of the questions about how complicated gender is. Gender is not simply male and female. DNA chromosomes are not simply male and female. There are lots of variations. There are variations in all kinds. So having said all of this, I want us to try and think of what sports is all about. Why did the Houston Astros get in trouble for banging on trash cans in the World Series? Because they cheated, because they went against the rules, because they didn't take advantage of what is already on their team. Great hitting, great pitching. And they got in trouble by trying to find another advantage. There are people who accuse transgender athletes of cheating. But it really all it is is they have an advantage. 
And the question we have to decide is, is that advantage disqualifying? And there are different points of view. Some will say that it's too much of an advantage to have been uh, through male puberty to um, be competing. And the science really hasn't concluded anything except for this. It's concluded that men are stronger than women in general. And it's concluded that if you compare trans athletes who have been through hormonal therapy, through um, other mitigation in terms of surgeries and other things, that there is an impact on their ability. I can't open a jar of pickles or carry a box five feet, whereas I could do that eight years ago before I transitioned. My body has changed you know, through 10 years of, of hormonal um, uh, changes and surgeries. And I am no athlete. I, I, I barely get off the couch. But I will tell you that as a sports fan and as someone who loves sports, I want every athlete who wants to compete to know what it means to be part of a team, to overcome obstacles, to learn from losses, to have that camaraderie that only comes from sports. And why we would say that it was wrong to have a Negro League. It was wrong for us to um, not allow women to compete. But it's okay to isolate and segregate trans athletes. I just don't understand. And you've also made the point that uh, if there was this uh, advantage that was so uh, obvious, that was true uh, across a broad uh, spectrum, we would see all of these transgender people winning international and national sports competitions uh, because they have been uh, able to, they've been allowed to participate, right. and yet there hasn't been a trans uh, Olympic uh, gold medalist. There hasn't even been a qualifying Olympian. No <laughs> right. trans person in the history of the Olympics has ever qualified. And I'm thinking that maybe in 2021 or 2022, that may change. We might see our first trans Olympian. But up until now, there hasn't been this influx. It's almost like they, they think of us as an army that we're invading and we're going to destroy women's sports. And having separate categories or separate sports just for trans athletes, that would mean that a trans athlete would be competing against themselves in almost every category because there's so few trans athletes. It just doesn't. I, I think that I think that as you mentioned at your beginning of your intro, this is a political issue. This is a wedge issue. And before marriage equality, it was often said about lesbians and gays that they were going to destroy something. They would change society. And society has lived and prospered and grown. And I think the same thing is just this is another boogeyman to help you know rally the base because most people don't know someone like me. And I'm it's not like I'm hiding. <laughs> I'm out here, and we all mm -hmm. want to be, um, you know, friends. And, and, and I understand I'm going to agree and to disagree with some people. There are going to be people who I'll never be able to convince. But all I'm asking is for a conversation. You know, one of my favorite people in the whole world is an author, a mentor, and she's a scholar. She's a teacher at um, Barnard University, a professor. And when she talked to her mom about coming out, Way back in 2000, her late mom, God rest her soul, Jenny Boylan, told me that her mom said, nobody can hate you who knows your story. And that's really where I'm at. I'm here to tell these stories so that people can learn about us and hopefully not hate us. And 
you mentioned marriage equality and what really did change minds uh, were people talking about their stories, people talking about their lives, people um, doing what you're doing, uh, having a conversation because as I said, they thrive on misinformation. And as you just yes. said, fear of harming something, of something being destroyed. And so now then it was marriage and nothing happened to marriage. <laughs> and now it's and then bathrooms. Don't forget the bathroom yeah, battle. Bathrooms. I mean, right. And now you know, it's, I mean, you've already uh, peed next to a trans man and uh, <laughs> women listening. You've already sat in the stall next to a trans woman and you were fine. We're all fine. <laughs> right. There are, um, I think in January, uh, at least 30 bills passed uh, to uh, somehow harm, restrict, discriminate against trans people. Many of these bills focusing on uh, sports. And then we have the bills that are focusing on even uh, keeping parents and children from in consultation with their doctors using medically necessary treatments such as uh, puberty blockers. And really this is getting to a a point where you're taking away people's um, right to to work with their doctor on what's best for their child and for themselves. One state wants to criminalize transitioning. Another state is looking to block trans boys as well as trans girls. And yet, as you mentioned, trans-affirming health care. Imagine if we decided that um, children should not be able to uh, uh, combat diabetes, uh, you know, type 1. What? That, that's, that's killing them. Not having affirming health care is going to kill trans people because we already suffer from such rejection and lack of acceptance that our rate of suicide attempts and suicides is higher than the general population. You're talking to someone who's tried twice myself because I was that desperate to solve a problem that I couldn't see any way out of. And I realized, thanks to help and family, that my life was worth living and that I could do more and that I needed to keep on going. And LGBTQ youth, especially trans youth, are especially prone to this um, depression. And if they go forward with these bills, they're they're basically signing a death sentence. And I'm not trying to be dramatic here. Someone once asked me, you know, if Trump was reelected, it was expected that they would find a way somehow to um, force trans people to stop being trans, you know, make us change our licenses back or gender markers on our social security or um, passports and in some places not be able to live as we, as we do. And I said that that would basically be erasing my existence. And it was hard for them to understand, but you're still a person, but I'm not the person I know I am. And all the years I lived as a different named person, I did the best I could, but I was always hiding something. And the reason we want trans people and other LGBTQ people to come out, the reason we say courage is contagious at Outsports is because we know that being your best self, your true self, your authentic self makes you a better person. I'm a much happier, better adjusted and so much more successful person than I ever was pretending to be someone else. And we destroyed so many lives of people in the military uh, with Donald Trump's 
ban oh. on transgender people in the military that the American people had invested in. People had invested in training these people who are very valuable. It was such a destructive, horrible thing in their lives. You can't take that back. Even now that uh, thankfully President Biden has lifted that ban, those lives have been affected forever. Yeah. And, and I, I want to point these people want to put their lives on the line for our country. And we're saying no. Right. I, I want to point out, too. Uh, and, and you wrote a piece in response to this uh, for the Daily Beast, I believe. You know, it, it's it's not uh, – people think, oh, it's it's the QAnon element and the Trump loyalist element. Uh, it's not. It's, it's Mitt Romney uh, who agreed with Rand Paul on his attack mm-hmm. on uh, trans youth. It's Susan Collins who suddenly has a problem – with the Equality Act because she says there are complex issues about women's and girls' sports when she didn't have a problem before when it wouldn't be passed. That's all just political games. But these are (laughs) supposedly the moderates, right? And that's why we have to really talk about this. Tomorrow is a very important day in the Senate. The Senate's going to take up the Equality Act. And I can tell your listeners that you're going to hear from people who will introduce ideas that Maybe these senators have never heard from a trans teen. Maybe they've never met a mom of a trans person who opened their eyes. And we had in Missouri just the other day a dad, a very conservative Christian dad, who came, who went to the Missouri State House to testify in defense of his transgender daughter. You'd be surprised, you know. I often say to conservatives when they um, troll me, and I, I get a lot of that, I said, if you conservatives would just stop having gay babies and lesbian babies and trans babies, we wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> but, you know, we, we, we exist. We're, we're not – it's not like um, the media is changing people's minds. There was, there was some talk a few years ago, recently last year, that trans is just a trend. Well, all the years of watching television of men and women kissing – Never stop gay people from being gay. So why would they think that media influences um, trans people to come out? I think that Elliot Page, who's in Time Magazine today. On the cover today. Really, yeah, it really set a great message. They sent a great message by saying that I did a selfish thing. And you know what? It may sound weird to say it's selfish, but who else is going to stand up for us except for us? You know? I mean, I, I was accused of selfishness, too, when I came out. How could you do that to your wife, your children? And I said to my kids, I said, how would you feel if 10 years later I said to you, I was keeping this secret from you, and the only reason I didn't come out was because I was afraid of hurting you? And to a single person, all three of them said, we wouldn't want that. We, wouldn't, we want you to be happy. We want you to be yourselves. And we feel guilty for holding you back. So while it's a selfish act, it's also a self-preservation act. And all these kids want to do is compete. They're not looking to peek at other girls in the showers. They're not looking to win trophies and then go back to living as a male. All they want is to compete. And in Connecticut, they've been doing it. And, you know, the girls who – Right. You you, you point out the – um, the number of states that have no issue with this and all is yeah. going fine. Yeah. And it's interesting because of the 13 states that do have no restrictions, 14 states that do, you do have um, uh, abilities to 
compete with certain restrictions. And then there are the other states that are now like there's 25 states now that are considering even Connecticut is considering a ban on trans athletes. And I get it because there's a lot of misinformation and a lot of questions and people don't understand the, the issue. But it's it's not hard. It's not hard to to get to know somebody and to um, look for answers. I just want to remind your listeners, the science is not there yet. The science is not there yet. There is science that shows that men are stronger than women, but there hasn't been a study of an elite trans athlete versus an elite cis woman athlete. There hasn't been a study that shows trans teens on puberty blockers versus cisgender teens. Mm -hmm. And in our case in Connecticut, eight days after they filed a federal lawsuit, three cisgender girls filed a lawsuit against the state, boards of ed, and they mentioned two trans girls who now have graduated high school. Those two trans girls lost to one of the cisgender plaintiffs twice within eight days of filing the lawsuit. Mm -hmm. So, so much for unbeatable, right? And and I'm really, I'm, I'm amazed at the fact that I stood there on the steps of the Capitol looking at the parents and these girls and they had hate in their hearts. They just, they, they didn't want their kids to lose. And I get that, but you know what? Mm. One of the girls won a scholarship to college. The other girl decided not to pursue sports in college. And the third still in high school, the two mm-hmm. trans girls who happened to be black, by the way, both of them decided not to pursue sports any longer. I think they've had enough with targets being on their back and they didn't mm-hmm. win any scholarships. It's just, it, to me, there's a racial component to this. There's a, yeah. there's a, a sexist component to this. And misogyny really is at the uh-huh. core of all of this, Michael. Well, it has been uh, really uh, great to speak with you. And uh, oh, I, I hope to speak with you again uh, because people need as much enlightenment about this as possible. And uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. I, I'm a proud subscriber. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Dawn Ennis, everyone. Life After Dawn on Twitter is where you can follow her. Lifeafterdawn.com is her website. Managing editor of Outsports. We're back in a couple of minutes. The Michelangelo Signorelli Show on Sirius XM.